G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. For so many people, they have stuff in their hearts that's ruining their lives, and yet somehow we don't think too much about it, except when the consequences of that stuff hurt like hell. So how then do we get on the front foot? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be with you today as we take another look at your life from a different perspective. And please do stay tuned because in just a few minutes I'll be telling you about the powerful prayer that could be coming in your way to help you through whatever it is that you happen to be dealing with in your life right at this moment. Many people, in fact, let me be so bold as to say most people live life day by day without thinking too much about where it's headed. We might be focused on finishing a course of study or or gaining a qualification or finding a wife or a husband. We may be focused on some particular thing, but how many of us really think day by day about how we as people are developing? How many of us critically evaluate the stuff we see and hear and read in the media? How many of us consider our ways? How many of us ever choose decisively to deal with the rubbish in our lives The stuff that God calls sin. The stuff that's ruining our lives. Come on, how many of us? Who amongst us has identified that anger, let's say anger is our particular Achilles heel, that anger is robbing us of relationships and that it's time to do something about it? Not just live with it, but powerfully to deal with our addiction to it and remove it from our lives. Pretty sobering. The answer is very few. We kind of let things come along, people, perspectives, situations, belief systems, and we consume them without really thinking. We react to them without really considering. Is that right? Can I come up higher? And all the time, this thing that God calls sin is robbing us of the fullness of life that God always intended for us to have. Pretty scary, isn't it? Time today to talk about being decisive in guarding against sin. Sin, if you've been with me over the last couple of weeks on the program, well, you would have heard me talk a few times about the fact that sin is not some outdated moralistic concept that's clung to by an irrelevant church. Sin means literally to miss the mark, both in Hebrew and Greek, in the Old Testament and the New Testament. It means to miss the point of life. Jesus tells us what the point of life is. It's recorded in John chapter 10, verse 10. He says, The thief, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life in all its abundance. In fact, in superabundance. And we know that when we live a life of goodness, where we serve others, where we're honest and decent and giving and forgiving, that's where the joy and the fulfillment comes from. And all that good stuff comes from God. And in the same way that God created the heavens and the earth and all that's in them, you and me, he also created the devil, the tempter, the deceiver, the accuser. Because the existence and the influence of the devil gives us a clear choice between God and the devil, between good 
and evil. Without the devil, there's no real choice. God loves us and he wants us to love him out of our own free wills. Now, the devil is alive and well, and the reason I believe in his existence is because as I read the gospel accounts of Jesus' life, Jesus clearly believes in the existence of the devil. And there's a powerful passage written by the apostle Peter. You can read it in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. He says, Be sober, be alert. Your enemy the devil, like a roaring lion, is on the prowl looking for someone to devour. In other words, be on your guard. And it's something that Jesus said over and over and over again to his disciples. Luke chapter 12. And he said to them, take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, because your life doesn't consist of the abundance of possessions. Luke chapter 17. Be on your guard. If another disciple sins, rebuke the offender, and if they repent, forgive them. Luke chapter 21. Be on your guard so that your hearts aren't weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of life. See, we trundle along living life without thinking too much. And then, when sin racks our bodies, all sorts of sin, have a listen to the list. The acts of a sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness. The list in Galatians chapter 5. When that sort of sin racks our bodies and we feel the consequences, we kind of behave like there's no devil. We behave as though we don't have a sinful nature, but there is, and we do. You don't have to look very far to realize that's true. The devil is alive and well, and he plays on our selfish desires, and we live them out, and they blossom like a cancer that robs us of life. The Apostle Paul, giving the reason why he forgives other people, says, in order that Satan will not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. Jesus was tempted in the desert by the devil, and when he'd withstood all the temptations the devil could throw at him, right at the end of that, when the devil leaves him, you know what it says right there? In Luke chapter 4, verse 13, when the devil had finished every test, he departed from Jesus until another more opportune time. The devil was planning on coming back to tempt Jesus again. And if that happens to Jesus, I've got to tell you, it's going to happen to you and me. Guess what I'm saying is this. You and I know that sin robs us of life. It ruins our lives. But mostly we only focus on it when the pain of its consequences are so acute we can't miss it. When an argument's raging or a relationship's falling apart. But actually, the devil is roaming around 24 by 7 like a roaring lion waiting to devour someone. You and me. He is and he does. And our part is to say, you know something? It's time for me to get serious about this. It's time for me to decide that I am going to deal decisively with sin. It's time to be on my guard. The other day on the program, I was talking about how in my life, I spend daily time alone praying with the Lord and and reading God's word and spending that time with Jesus. It is critical in me living out the victory over sin that Jesus purchased for me on that cross. And you know what that time's about? It's about getting my heart and my mind focused on God and just being alert, getting myself on guard. It's about being vigilant. I am not going to experience the power of God that gives me victory over sin unless I'm deliberate about it. 
Can I tell you something? Neither are you, because the devil is not going to hand this to us on a plate. We have to take it. Israel had to take the promised land, battle after battle. It's the same with us. We have to take it. It's how God involves us in the partnership of living out our new life, our eternal life. It's a marvellous thing. We need to get deliberate and get decisive and identify what's my particular Achilles heel, my weakness. We're going to be looking at those next week on the program with a special guest. What's my weakness? I need to identify it. I need to pray about it. And I need to be ready because I know that the devil is going to come after me in that area. We need to have responses in place. Paul puts it this way in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Can I tell you something? If you and I are going to break free from the power of sin, we have to do our part to join hands with God, to be alert, to guard our hearts and our ways and our thoughts and get into the battle, because a battle it will be. Come on. Before we go, I'd just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is powerfulprayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.